Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Navigating the Modern World. I am Kimberly. Um, It has been a while. I have been spending my time moving across the country and also starting school. So life has been a little bit wild, but... I am here with a force today. (laughs) Um, And I'm actually going to record three podcasts today because so much has been happening and so much beautiful stuff has been happening. And today I'm going to talk about in this podcast episode, creating our life in such a way that we stay out of trouble. So I recently moved um, out to a farm And I moved out to the farm so that I could have a slightly slower existence. And by slightly slower, I mean like really slowing down, one, the rate at which I'm doing things, but also like living in a slower way. So we're growing food here. We're like, you don't just get instant gratification from growing food. You plant a plant and it takes potentially a month, two months, three months, four months sometimes to produce any sort of fruit from that plant. Um, We are like a permaculture homestead. So we are based in the idea of working with nature, not against nature. So there's a lot of like planting of a tree that where we won't gain the benefit of that tree for potentially like 20 years. I also am communal living, which allows for a slower life in that there is shared responsibility of all the things that need to get done. And I did all of this so I could one, just slow down and really live out more of my value system. But two, I did it so that I would have more space and time for school. So I am currently in a two-year meditation teacher training in mentorship, and then I'm also diving deep into studying Buddhism. And inside of that, I knew that I needed more space and time and flexibility, even financial flexibility, to really make that happen. So I moved across the country. And I am here and I've been here for about a month and it's amazing. Um, You guys will hear many stories and many life lessons and many things coming from this. And to start, I wanted to share something that our neighbor had said to me. So we have this neighbor and he's very helpful. He lets us use his tractor. He taught me how to drive his tractor. Like he is always offering us wood chips and like all these things and he's he's just really wonderful and he lives alone with his two sons and 
one of his sons is paraplegic and the other son is 19 and kind of trying to figure out life, you know, so he's got a rich life where he has a lot of experience and he shares really beautifully. Well, the other day we were chatting and he told me we were, I think I just asked him like, what are you doing today? You know? And he said, I'm going to build a tree. I'm going to build a birdhouse. And I'm like, oh, you're going to build a birdhouse. That's awesome. And he goes, yeah, you know, like on slower days in my life. So I'll preface this. He just retired. He's like on slower days in my life. Like I want to make sure I stay productive and I do things that I've always kind of wanted to do or learn how to do. And he's like, the main reason is that it keeps me out of trouble. And when he said this, it was like a veil dropped because I really saw in the truth of him saying that he wasn't really saying it jokingly. He was saying it really vulnerably and genuinely. And I really saw that that too is what I'm doing. I have moved here and even in the past few years, like I've really been creating my life in such a way that I can live a wise life, a skillful life, a life that produces less harm, a life that's genuine and authentic. And I have intentionally been practicing and removing things and adding things so that I can live that sort of lifestyle. And I really got it. You know, like I have removed a lot of the alcohol that I used to drink. I've, I've let go of just being promiscuous. I've really devoted myself instead of, you know, going out and meeting up with a bunch of random people who I'm not super close with. I've really made it a priority to cultivate deep relationships with the people that I want to be really close with and um, people that really matter to me, like my family and my closest friends. I've really done all of these things. I've, you know, I've continued to have a very, a very steady and committed meditation practice. I've been playing music more, like all of these things. I started really creating my life in such a way so that it feels like the most wise and skillful way for me to live. And, and ultimately though, it is so that I get myself out of being unskillful or being in trouble. It's not like I've actually been in trouble, right? I've never been arrested or, you know, none of the things that people might think people who are trying to stay out of trouble are doing. Yet my version of trouble is numbing through alcohol. My version of trouble is looking for my worthiness in a male counterpart. My version is maybe staying on social media too long, you know, like, and all of these things are my version of being in trouble. My version of knowing that I'm not okay. And I really understood when he said that, that that's what we're all doing. And I really can see that if we become aware of the things that kind of bring us to life or make us want to be more generous and kind and compassionate, like for me, part of moving into communal living is I want to learn to be a more kind person and I want to be a more kind person 
not just randomly, but like living with people. Like how can I live really intimately with people and have my go-to be generosity and kindness and compassion? And it's hard to do that if you live alone. And it's, it's easier to cultivate if you put yourself inside of the adversity or inside of the challenge within which you want to grow and evolve and and it's just this like really beautiful thing when you can kind of compile a list of the of the things in your life that have you almost like shine as the brightest most clear most genuine and authentic version of yourself and then if you make a list of the things that that you believe in some way might hold you back from that or keep you from expressing that version of yourself then you can begin to see like some of the things that maybe you could let go of or you could look more deeply at for me you know it was like alcohol or relationships with men and I was able to and I have been able to to kind of look at those things dive into them a little bit more, have more awareness around them. Whenever the desire arises to drink, maybe sit with it and try to understand it better and really ask myself, what do I actually need? What am I actually craving in this moment? And it's the same with men, right? Like whenever I have this, like, I'm lonely, I'm alone, and I can kind of get into this, like, not poor me situation, but kind of like, like, uh, am I going to always be alone? You know, like situation. And I know maybe some of you listening can relate to that. I, I can really, I've cultivated through my meditation practice and through playing music and through doing self-awareness practices. I've really learned that I can pause. I don't have to necessarily believe those intense body sensations or thoughts, but that I can pause and I can examine like, Like if I didn't make it about wanting to be in relationship, what would I have to like really feel? And I could turn the spotlight within and I could maybe examine loneliness and get to know it and befriend it and understand it on such a different level that when it arises, I can really skillfully be with it and I can allow it to be here like we are whole entire humans and we can allow whatever arises to be here without it pulling us in the direction into troubled waters um in buddhism there's this theory of two arrows and the first arrow is just this idea that suffering naturally occurs so maybe for me um you know, feeling alone, feeling that I'm unworthy because I'm alone and I'm not in a relationship might arise. And that might be the first arrow, like something arising that feels painful or something happening. Maybe you stub your toe and it's painful, right? So that could be like two very different examples, but that's the first arrow. It's just that life is painful sometimes and things arise that are painful or things happen that are painful. And then the second arrow is what we do, how we react to that painful experience or painful thought or painful body sensation. And so I could, you know, judge myself. I could, and I have done this before, like saying like, Kimberly, you should be okay alone. You are a strong woman. You will be okay, right? I like, I judge the fact that I'm feeling loneliness. And then all that it does is it makes me wrong for feeling lonely. 
Or if I stub my toe, right? I could be like, oh, I can't believe you weren't paying attention. Like you deserve this pain. Like you could begin judging the painful experience. And that's the second arrow. The second arrow is what we do when we experience pain, the reaction when we experience pain. And how to stop the second arrow is to just allow whatever painful thing that's arising to just be there. Like like really like feeling what it feels like to stub your toe or really just allowing the loneliness or the feeling of unworthiness to be be there, like without judging it, without needing to change it, without making it wrong. And in doing that, the second arrow doesn't come so we can actually learn to cultivate how to be with suffering without adding more suffering to our suffering. And part of me staying out of trouble, right? Cultivating these practices or cultivating these things in life is that I get that trouble is going to arise in life naturally, but I don't have to cause myself more trouble than life will already bring to me. And there's nothing like bad or wrong about life having challenging times or life having troubles arise. There's nothing at all negative about that. That's just part of the human experience. It's part of life. And the more that we can cultivate these practices or these things to do in our life that really create aliveness for us or create, you know, feelings of wholeness or remind us of who we are or help us be more skillful walking in the world. So like I said before, mine are like, playing music, meditating, studying. Um, Now I'm farming and communal living. Like, right, there's these things that I'm cultivating for myself because they allow me to be with the challenging times or the troubled times more peacefully. They allow me to move more gracefully or to move like water through life's hardships. And if you ever watch water, Water doesn't, you know, come across a big rock and then like sit there and sulk or complain or freak out or do anything about that it can't get over that rock. What it does is it just moves around the rock, right? It finds a different path. And we can actually learn to flow through life that way. We can learn to stay out of trouble. We can learn to not make more trouble than the simple like challenges and hardships that life will naturally bring to us. So the practice that I want to offer to everyone is for you to actually like sit down with yourself and compile a list of both of the one is the things that you feel like keep you from being skillful or get you into trouble with yourself or others or you know if you if it's drinking or if it's numbing through social media or if it's binge eating or if it's um you know complaining a lot or gossiping about other people whatever it is and then compile a list of things that skillfully have you turn for the from those things and live your most vibrant skillful life like really make a list of what has me feel most myself and what what are some things that maybe I already do or what are some things I'm interested in exploring to see if those things can quote unquote keep me out of trouble 
and then just play with like some days what it feels like to let go of one of the things on the list of things that keep you from yourself keep you from your true self and then feel what it feels like to in that moment maybe go to the list and do something that makes you feel fully yourself and just play with it not making it serious um there's no wrong or right way to do it just really exploring what has you stay out of trouble and if anything in this podcast spoke to you or called to you please go over to itunes on your computer and rate and review this podcast i am deeply grateful for all of you thank you for being here until next time